Well, this is our, uh, our first Sunday right here. Can you believe it? Second service. It's uh, just exciting to be here. And uh, on a, a day like this, you know, you, you almost kind of wonder what, uh, where do you sort of even begin? And we have so much to be thankful for, so much we celebrate. I love that we're just singing this song. You know, what a beautiful name it is. Uh, because it's Jesus who has done this. It's Jesus who has brought us here. And we come into this space and for everything that we see and experience and do, we, we just are reminded that it's all about that name, the name of Jesus. And uh, so that's what we're going to be kind of leaning into this morning. Uh, if you're new here, and to be fair, basically all of us are. Uh, if you're new here, it's great to have you. And if you're brand new here, never been to True North before, uh, welcome. We're so glad you found your way here today. And uh, on our first Sunday, my name is Dean. I'm one of the pastors here and so good to have you. And this week is kind of a fun week to be here. Uh, and, you know, if, if, if you're here, like I said, this is our first Sunday here. So uh, we're, we're kind of in the phase. So it's kind of one of those kind of bear with us uh, Sundays as well. Because we're still figuring things out. We're figuring out what switches turn on what. We're figuring out, you know, how do you make the toilets flush. We're figuring out, you know, all these kinds of things, you know, down to the, the nitty gritty. We are, we're just figuring it all out, how it all works. And so, uh, you know, and, and you know what, I think so far it's not bad, is it? It's not too bad for kind of just figuring it out. In fact, there's so much work that goes into uh, even making all this happen. You think about the, the musicians learning new things, our sound guys, our tech crew, all the things that have had to be figured out with where to put coffee and how to get hot water and, and how to have plants. Can we just take a moment, you know, just the fact that we're all able to sit around this. Can we just thank everybody who's just been working so hard and doing so much over the last, you know, couple of months really uh, so that we can actually get things rolling just beginning here today. It's just an awesome thing. Our kids workers, you see them scattered around. Let's give it up for our kids over in Compass Kids, our kids workers. You see the orange shirts. They've been over there in the first service serving and coming in here. It's pretty exciting. Our, our whole kids ministry, uh, that building is our, our Compass uh, Early Learning Center. And our kids ministry is now going to be called Compass Kids, which is a pretty exciting thing. And uh, a whole, where it's all about helping kids kind of find, you know, direction for a lifetime as they make Jesus their true north. And just an awesome thing, uh, what, what our kids workers do over there week in, week out. Well, week in, because it's week one. So, but, uh, but if, you, if you are brand new here as well, you may not even know we've got, uh, so we're True North Church and we've got another campus down in Mullaloo. They're meeting right now as we speak. Uh, and uh, so we've got, and, and, and this is our first week obviously uh, right here in the new location in Merrill. But we're, we're part of a, a, a larger body just of believers who all gather around one thing, and that's that name of Jesus. And so this week as we get started... You know, I thought, you know, of all the things we could think about and talk about, you know, what, what do you, where do you even begin? And I think the best place we can just begin is we start in a fresh place, is to spend some time together just reflecting on, thinking about, considering, chewing over, soaking in who Jesus is. Because it's not about true north. It's not about uh, us as a people. It's not about the cool you know, buildings we find ourselves in or anything like that. Everything we do is about one thing, and that's the name of Jesus. And so we're going to begin kind of our, uh, uh, this, this new time here, just spending time just thinking about who Jesus is, who he is. Everything we do is driven by one thing, who is Jesus and what he's done on our behalf. Everything comes back to that. 
And so if you're somebody who's new here, maybe you're new to church, or maybe this is not really your thing, or you just came along, but this morning what you're going to get to uh, get a taste of, a glimpse of, is this is who Jesus is. This is why we do everything we do. It's because of him. And I want you just to see, you know, who he is. And we're going to look at this incredible passage uh, that comes to us that is all about who Jesus is. In fact, some of it we were just really singing about. It comes from John chapter 1. This is John's gospel. It's John, a guy who walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, hung out with Jesus. He wrote down his biography. This is a biography of Jesus written by somebody who knew him, who ate with him, who walked dirty roads with him. This is someone who was, and when he was all said and done, the Spirit of God inspired him to write these words about this is so that we would know who Jesus is. And I want us just to kind of spend some time soaking in uh, this incredible uh, just stretch of Scripture. It says this. In the beginning was the Word. And Word is capitalized there because it's talking specifically about Jesus. And it's calling him the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, through the word, through Jesus, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And the life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. I'm just going to spend a few minutes reflecting on these words right here. In the beginning. You know what's amazing about this story, that it, uh, this, this passage, is it reminds us right off the get-go. This is who Jesus is. starts off in the beginning. You know, the other place in the scriptures that are so famous for these exact same words, in the beginning, are, are in Genesis chapter 1. You know, many of us are so familiar with those words. The whole Bible begins with these words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The whole Bible starts with, in the beginning, God created. And it's there to tell us that, you know what, in the beginning, before time began, before there was an earth, before there was a sun for it to revolve around, before there was anything, in the beginning, there was God. The world's not an accident. From before time and after time, God simply is. In the beginning, he just was. And he made everything. And this verse is here to tell us, they, they, these were, it's written because, you know, God created all these things. And what John is helping us to see is that at that time, in the beginning, before creation itself, before time began, it was Jesus who was there. That song we just sang, your glory hidden in creation, now to us revealed. Jesus was there in the beginning. Nothing was, through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. And now, when Jesus stepped into this world, his glory was revealed. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. This is who Jesus is. Jesus didn't come into being just a couple of thousand years ago. Jesus always was, always has been, always will be. And he made everything. I love when it, these words, they take us back to creation itself and the God who spoke and said, let there be light. And it was. Through his words, he created. And the word was Jesus. 
God's a creative God. I love that this reminds us God is this creating God. He made the, the heavens and the earth. He made everything. The oceans and the seas and the trees and plants and bushes and the air. Everything that's been made is here because he made it. And it all through Jesus. Why is he worthy of our praise, our worship, our honor, our, all these things? Because he has made everything. Through him all things were made. I, I love that this, these verses, they just lift him up and remind us, this is who Jesus is. Let that soak in today. Before all things. Jesus. I love that it says, in him was life. In Jesus was life. He is the eternally self-existent one. One with the Father. In him was life. Life itself, physical and spiritual, is found in him. He's the one who gives everyone life and breath and everything else, the Bible tells us. In him was life. He, he was self-existent. And when we... Connect ourselves to him, his life flows into us. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. What's incredible about this, it tells us that that light that is in Jesus, it's the light of all mankind. He, he lights the way for us. You know, it's amazing. Sometimes we can think of God. What is God like? God, is he, is he harsh? Is he out to get me? Is he going to force something down my throat? Did, is he trying to ramp? You know what? God, when he sent Jesus, he sent a light into this world. Not come to kind of clobber us and push us around and this and that. No, he says, I'm going to bring a light into this world. And that light is, is, is life. When you begin to walk towards that light, you begin to experience life. And this light, it shines in the darkness. It shines in the darkness. It's shown when Jesus walked this work and his light continues to shine today in the darkness saying this is the way to life. You know, we as a church, our desire, our goal, our, what we are on about is we want to be a people who shine that light in this world. A light that points people towards life. A light that helps people know what they were created for. A light that, that helps people find their way back to the God who loves them, made them, a purpose for their life. It's like we, we want to be like a light that shines in the darkness. Because here's the thing. In him, the light, it's, it's in Christ. And we, the church, those of us who follow Christ, we are to be now his body in this world. The church is always called the body of Christ. Now he's not present walking around the way he was when John was. He says, I've now left my people to be my, the body of Christ in this world. The manifestation, the place where my light shines out of my people. With Jesus as the head who coordinates and, and leads his body. We're to allow that light to shine through us into this world. That's what this place is about. You know, here on our first Sunday, let's... Let's remember that what this place is about is to be a place where that light shines out of it. Shines out of the people in the community that, that gather here under this name, the name of Jesus. To shine that light. You know, on Friday night we had our launch party just celebrating just a night to just 
celebrate uh, what we've seen God do in this place, to celebrate that things are on their way. One of the fun touches on that night was having a, a searchlight, you know, a spotlight that was shining uh, up into the night sky. It originally was meant to have a, a bat signal on it. And we thought, wouldn't that be, a, you know, just, but um, we couldn't get it to work. And so, no, it, no it, was, it was just, it was a fun touch. Because, but you know what is so beautiful about that light was it was there to just be a physical representation of what's happening at a spiritual level. There's a light shining in this space that wasn't here last week or the week before, but there is a light that's going off in this place. And that light, you know, the amazing thing was even on that, on that night, there were people who saw that light and they just rocked up. What's going on? You know, kids tell me that, you know, kids from their school, from the class, they see the light, and they came, and, and there's a party going on, and there's food trucks and vendors, and, car, and they come and just hung out the whole night and joined the celebration, joined the party. You know what it means to be a church? It means to have such a great party where the light shines out and people say, come on, let me join the party. That's what it's about. That's what this place is meant to be about. In him is life. And that life is the light of all mankind. And when we walk in that light as he is in the light, then, oh, we have fellowship with one another and the love of God is here and the light shines out and people get to experience what life is meant to be all about. That's what this place is about. If you're new here today, that's our hope for you. We've experienced, we're, we're only here because we've experienced some of that light and life in our lives. And we want everybody to know just what it's like when you live in the light. It's awesome. And no matter what, that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. His light will shine no matter what. You know, the fact that we are sitting here where we are and what we are is a testament that his light is just going out, and nothing's going to stop it. This is no accident that we're here and what we're saying. It's not even possible by human standards. But because God has dictated that his light is going to shine, he continues to just let that light shine brighter and brighter and brighter. And we get to be a part of it. This is who Jesus is. This is what it's about. I love what he says in verse 9 as well. He says, in the true light that gives light to everyone, not just a few people. This isn't meant to be just for certain people. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. That's the great picture of what was happening when Jesus stepped into this world. We'll be celebrating his coming into the world in the month to come. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, I mean, this was all his. He made it all, but the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Sometimes we don't recognize who he is. We, have, we don't realize that he's the one who made us, that he was there in the beginning. He, to yet, this is a great, great phrase. Yet to all, anyone, whosoever, yet to all who did receive him, open their arms to him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. 
You know, here's the, the picture of why Jesus came and what he opens up for us is that because he's come, to anyone who receives him, he came into this world and to whoever opens the door of their life and the door of their heart and receives him and welcomes him and says, Jesus, come in and, and dwell in my heart and my life, he does this. He gives us the right to become children of God. Elsewhere, he calls it to be born again. That it's like a new life begins the moment we believe in his name. The moment we say, yes, Lord, this is who you are. Jesus, I believe that you are the one who was there at the beginning and by you and through you and all things were made. And I believe that in you is life and light. And I want to welcome that into my life. Welcome that into my heart. Something, because life is in him, is that boom, his life comes into us. And it's as if we've been born afresh and new again. A new life. And now, in this birth, just as when you're born, you're the child of your parents. In this birth, you are a child of God. We become, we're given the right to become children of God. Part of his very family. To know that we are, to know that the, the universe is not against us because God is not against us. That he is for us. That he thinks of us like his children. I love that, you know, right now, over in Compass Kids. We got people who are investing in our young children to help them know from an early age, you are loved by God. He loves you. We want you to know that because that will change your life. You will experience life differently when you know that you are you were created for a purpose and you are loved by God. You are his child. And it's no different for us as adults. There's never comes a point right? when, when we, to know that we could go through life as children of God. Like we're connected to the creator of the universe. The, the king who sits on the throne is my father. Jesus is my friend. We, we've been welcomed in. What an incredible reality. You know, this is why, why we're here. We want every person to know what it means. That no matter what your earthly family was like, no matter what experiences you have ever had, you are loved by God. You know, towards the end of this little section of scripture, John gives this incredible verse. In, in verse 14, he says this, the next verse, he says, The word, the word Jesus, the word became flesh. The word who spoke creation into existence. The word who said, let there be light, and there was light. The word became flesh, human, put on skin and bones, and made his dwelling among us. This is what was happening when Jesus stepped in this world. He made his dwelling. He lived. He set up shop. He moved into the neighborhood. Made his dwelling among us. And John says, we have seen his glory. John is like, I've seen it firsthand. I can write this and tell you this. I've seen it firsthand. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. You know, I, I love this first part of the verse where it talks about the word becoming flesh and making his dwelling among us. Do you know the story of the Bible is the story of God wanting to make his dwelling with people. To be near to us, not far from us. As a father would want to be with the children. And, and the story of the Bible is God wanting to make his dwelling with us. He, he creates the story of Genesis. This, this story of God creating this garden and putting people in it. And then God walking with them in the garden. His dwelling right with them. 
And the picture of where God wants the whole Bible to end is God once again dwelling with people. And the story of the scriptures is how that closeness, that proximity, that dwelling together has been broken. And God working to restore it. And in the Old Testament, he, he forms a people for himself. And he puts his dwelling in their midst. And, it, and at first they, they call it like a, a pillar of fire at night and a cloud by day. They can see that God is with them in these moments. And then he tells them to build this thing called the tabernacle, which is going to be like this tent. And, and God's dwelling will be in it. And when you want to meet with God, you go to that tabernacle, to this giant tent. And they'll carry it. The people that are wandering around, they carried it everywhere. And it was this sign that God's dwelling is with them. And then what John tells us is now he became flesh. No more tent, no more tabernacle. He took on human flesh and bone and made his dwelling, walked with his people once again. And the story of who we are now is that God has now chosen to make his dwelling in each one of us. When we put our faith in Christ, when we become part of that family of God, he gives us his spirit. And his dwelling is not just in a tent. His dwelling is now within us. When we believe on his name, when we receive him. And you know, right here as a community of people, this is what we want to be. A place where God dwells among us. Where when people walk into this place and the people they encounter, that they realize, like, it's like God is dwelling in this space. And people begin to experience his love and joy and goodness and all the greatness of who he is. That's why we go through all the work and effort to not just be in one location and go through all everything here. Because we want to, we know God wants to dwell among his people. And we want to be like God's hands and feet just moving into the neighborhood so that he's dwelling in this place. Through us as people right here, moving into the neighborhood. It's what God is always doing, moving towards his, his children. And the, the, the last little section is, I love how he summarizes. And for those of us who are followers of Christ, I think it's such a great summary for what it looks like to be the body of Christ and how we travel that and the kind of church that, that we want to be. And, and if you've never understood exactly how God feels about you or what Jesus you know, kind of heart is towards you. I, this great phrase here that when he came, his son, when Jesus came into this world, he came full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Do you know something? Jesus, when he stepped in this world, he came full of grace and truth. It's been said, you know, that to really understand the gospel, to really understand how God feels about you, you know, the, the truth of it is that you are and I are worse off than we ever imagined. We sometimes like to think, well, we're not so bad. We're all okay. We're pretty good people. The truth of what the scriptures say is that you and I are worse off than we could possibly imagine. The sin is not something God can just wink at or, or laugh at. And when we turn from him, that God can just kind of, yay, no big deal. You're pretty good. I mean, we're all trying. No, the truth of the scriptures is like we're worse off than we could have ever imagined. But the truth of the scriptures is also that we are loved far more than we could ever imagine. The truth of the scriptures is that there is grace beyond what we could have ever imagined. And in Jesus, these two things come together perfectly. That he both shows us the way, truth, light, life. This is what you're made for. This is what it's about. This is the truth. He doesn't sugarcoat it. Hey, just try to be a good man. He he brings the truth of what life is about. And he knows because he made us. But he doesn't say, hey... You fell short of that, that's it, you're out. No, 
He comes to us with grace that understands we, we, can't, we can't do it on our own. Each one of us is broken, and we need his grace. There's one of the favorite stories John tells a little bit later of Jesus. It kind of, I think, pictures so well what this meant, full of grace and truth. And there's this particular story where there are all these religious leaders and teachers, and, and they were big on here's the truth and here's the law and this is how it works. And they were, they were big on that. And at one point, Jesus was teaching some people, and so all these kind of religious leaders, they bring this woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. And they bring her to Jesus because they kind of want to trick him. They know he's, they, they think, you know, hey, he's not really kind of teaching the truth. He's supposed to be this great teacher, but will he actually uh, hold on to, you know, uphold what we know to be right? And so they bring this woman, they say, teacher, she's caught in adultery. And the law says that she should be stoned for this. That's the truth, that this is wrong. It's the truth that God is a God of faithfulness and that this is wrong. And they, and they bring her to Jesus and they want to see, what are you going to do with that, Jesus? And Jesus is there and here's this kind of angry mob of religious people who want to say, look, she did it wrong. She got it wrong. And Jesus, it says, he kind of kneels down and starts scribbling in the sand. No one even knows what he drew or what he wrote. And it's like he just starts to take some of the tension out of this whole thing and he Looks back up at them and he says, well, whichever one of you is without sin, go ahead and throw the first stone. And it says that they sort of begin to leave one by one. First, the older ones, it says, start to leave. And it's almost like they begin to realize, yeah, that may be true, but who are we to condemn someone else when we're not perfect either, are we? And the older ones, and, and I love that it says the older ones began to leave first, which makes it, it, it kind of, you know, isn't it true kind of sometimes when we're young, we think we know it all. We've got all the answers. And it's almost like the youngest ones there were the last ones to finally grasp, wait a second, maybe I don't know it all. Maybe actually, may, maybe he's right. Maybe who am I to be the first to cast the first stone? <laughs> maybe we all need grace. And they all peel away and Jesus says to the woman, you know, has nobody condemned you? And here they were, all these great religious teachers. Has nobody condemned you for what you've done? And she says, no, they haven't. And Jesus says, and neither do I. But go and sin no more. And it's this picture of he doesn't just say, yeah, it's no big deal. Ah, oh, that's all right. Don't worry about that. It's not a big deal. Hey, just let her off. It's a, Jesus, full of grace and truth, says, this is not the way to live. Go and sin no more. But there is grace for the reality that none of you are perfect. Jesus, full of grace and truth. Can I tell you something? If you don't know this, this is how Jesus sees you and how he sees me. He sees the truth of how far we fall short. But he says, there is grace. And I want to lead you on the path filled with life and grace. Don't, he's, he's not going to be a, oh, yeah, no big deal because he knows where life is to be found. And he wants to shine that light through. You know, I, I hope you know as a church, as we are here, we are here to shine the light and the life of Christ in this place. And we want to always be, as he was, full of grace and truth. Truth that points the way towards life and grace that recognizes none of us get this all right. It's only because of him that we can find life, that we can find life. Can I tell you something this morning as we 
begin in a, a whole new way in this space. This is why we're here. This is what we are about. Never because of us, but all because of him. What brings us here, what's brought us here, the one who's called us here, the one who's building his church here, it is all about the name of Jesus. And this is who Jesus is, the one before all things, the one through whom all things were made, the one where nothing was made that has been made but by him, the one in whom life itself is found, the one whom in, in him is light that can light the way for all of us, the one who has come full of grace and truth. He is the one that has brought us here, and we are here to be his body, his hands, his feet, shining that light in this space. I'm going to invite the team back up, and in a moment, we're just going to sing one more time to him. And we're going to sing those words once again. Those words that remind us that this is the most beautiful name there is. And, you know, this morning is such an amazing morning because as a church, you know, we are just beginning something new. It's sort of like we've just planted something brand new here. And if you go out all along that verge on Connolly Drive, you'll see all these little plants you know, 6,000 plus of them planted out there. These little tiny seedlings. And they're just small right now. And they're just kind of beginning their life. But we planted them because we know that when you take something like that and you plant it and you give it soil and water and there's like life starts coming through it. And those plants were not meant to stay that small. They're going to grow. They're going to grow into something beautiful. And though they're small and tiny right now, something has been planted that is going to grow to be large and beautiful in this space. And it's a bit like that for us at church, as a church as well in this space. Today is just the beginning. We're just right now, who we are, we're a tiny seedling that Jesus is planting in this place. And we are going to grow as we just continue to look not to ourselves but to him. As we continue to let the life that's in him flow into us. And I want to just pray for us this morning that as we begin a fresh year, I want to give you a, a moment to just reflect for yourself on who Jesus is. And whether you, if you're somebody who's maybe journeyed with him a long time, that you saw that light and responded to that, welcomed him into your life, received him, believed on his name this morning. Would you take the next couple of minutes and just in the quietness of your own heart, just thank him for who he is. In the quietness of your own heart, would you just praise him for who he is. The one before all things, through all things. Would you just thank him that because you've believed on him, you get to be called a child of God. Don't let that, the wonder of that ever wear off. And I want to encourage you as well, if you're someone who's here today. And maybe it's a morning to just consider what it might mean for you to actually believe on his name. To receive him into your heart, to open your heart to him. Maybe you've heard about him or, or always kind of wondered who he is. But, you know, maybe it's you're at a moment in your life where it's time to say, Jesus, I don't want to just know about you or think about, I want to welcome you into my life. I want to receive you into my heart. Living God, light of all mankind, I receive you. I believe on your name. I open the door of my heart and say, come make your dwelling in me. Because when you do that, his life flows into you. And it's almost like you're born again. In fact, I want to invite you just where you are. Would you just bow your head for a moment? 
Just close your eyes. And wherever you're at on that journey, would you just consider and reflect for these next few moments on who Jesus is? 